Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims. And this is Sailor Business. That sounds like the name of a Sailor Scout who is very concerned with uh, financial reports. <laughs> but that is not that is not what we are doing here. No. No, yeah, like the Sailor Moon. Yeah, like it's the, it's the stock market, but like through a Sailor Moon lens. <laughs> Mercury's up four points today. No, we, we have Sailor Business to discuss, everybody. This is our brand new podcast uh, where we go through every episode of Sailor Moon, which uh, I believe you said would take us about eight years. Going, if, well, going depends on whether we... Depends on if we, yeah, if we do it bi-weekly, it's 200 episodes, so it'll be at least, it'll be around eight years. If we do it weekly, it's only four years, so. We've got we to gotta, gotta make the moment last, Jordan. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, but obviously, both of us are enormous fans of Sailor Moon, the show. And this is, uh, of course, we should point out the original Sailor Moon anime, not the recently made Sailor Moon Crystal. Sailor Moon 92. Ah, oh, yes, yes. So uh, we're starting with the first episode, obviously, but before we do that, we should talk a little bit about our history with the series and why we like it so much. Yes. Uh, do you want to go first or should I? Uh, I'll go first. Because how, how old are you, Jordan? We're, I feel like we're around the same age. I am 34. So okay, you I am me. actually turning 32 in two days. So we're pretty close. We're pretty close. Yes. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. I began watching the series when it was in syndication in the original run of American syndication. So before it was on uh, Cartoon Network, it was, I don't even remember what channel I watched it on. I watched it at like 6.30 in the morning. I got up early from uh, before I would go to high school in order to specifically just watch episodes of this show. I had heard about it because a bunch of my friends, most of whom were, were girls, were talking about it going, this show Sailor Moon, it's so awesome. And I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. And I had pretty much given up on watching cartoons at that point in my life. Like before that, it was like Darkwing Duck. And then I was like... I'm done with cartoons. Cartoons are dumb. Goof Troop, what's that? That's stupid. I'm not watching that garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon did it for me. And I, I think it partially, now obviously, one of the big things that is going to be incredibly obvious as I do this series for eight years, apparently, is that I am- We're locked in. You're committed <laughs> as of right now. Is that uh, I would obviously uh, I I am married and my my wife is one of the loves of my life's life but there's two others one is uh, Columbia from Rocky Horror Picture Show and the other is Sailor Moon I love her so much the character it's a weird type to have <laughs> it is slightly like, strange you like, you like high voiced people <laughs> my like, wife's like voice is not voices. as high as the other two's voices <laughs> so that that will definitely be part of it like I definitely thought she was awesome and like fell in love with her very quickly um so, so is sailor moon your favorite scout oh your absolutely absolutely by by a long 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 shot which and it's also why you will soon discover in many episodes why i hate sailor mars because she's so mean to her i i i am the same way yes. I, will, I will discuss that we will discuss that soon okay okay 
Okay. Um, here's another thing I should confess. So, so I started watching it then early in the mornings, and I, I, the first episode I ever watched was from season two, a very random episode. Uh, when we get to it, I'll point it out, but it's this random episode in season two, and then I watched all the way around the, the series, because they didn't finish season two back then. They had gotten most of the way through season two, and then they stopped, and then they started showing season one again. So I watched it back around again. And I loved it. And I loved it. And um, unfortunately, by the time that they actually did finish the the American translations and, and dubbing for the rest of season two and then moved forward with the series, I was already in college and wasn't paying any attention. So I didn't ever watch those. I, I, I went from being completely obsessed with it in high school to like basically forgetting about it in college. So many years later, uh, about, gosh, how many years ago was it now? Uh, four or five years ago? All of a sudden, I just went, wait a minute, <laughs> Sailor Moon was a thing that I loved. What happened? And I tracked down the episodes and I watched every single episode of the entire series. Um, so, uh, and, I, and, I tw- and I Twittered about it. So, it was about five years ago, I think. That was when I started following you on Twitter. That was when we met uh, in an online capacity. Because mm-hmm. we have, we've, we've hung out twice, in, three times in person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, three times, uh, but I started like I started following you uh, because you would tweet about Sailor Moon every morning. The, every the morning. episodes that you would watch on your way to work, and I would I would do like ten to twelve tweets a day about them. But even that was too much for some people. I got unfollowed by some people, and I got fo- listen. I got it followed by others, but brought me in. It brought like, me in. People who were actually friends of mine in real life would be like, I had to stop following you on Twitter. And I'm like, you can't scroll? Like, what? <laughs> what's the problem? You yeah, can't just yeah, go past? I, nope. It is It is really annoying for me when, when people that I follow are like live tweeting something. or Because look, I don't give a crap about award shows. I don't care about the Oscars or the Grammys or the, sure. the, the Emmys or anything like that. But I also watch pro wrestling and kind of live tweet Monday Night Raw every week. So yeah. I don't unfollow anybody for doing that. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about wrestling. Place. I just I just scroll past what you write there. <laughs> I mean, as, as well, you should. Look, it's not for everybody. So a couple of minor confessions then to, to round out mine before we begin. So uh, I will say this is this is going to be this is going to represent the first time I've ever watched for the most part, the original Japanese versions of the show. I always watched the, the dubs. The only times I didn't is when it was a sh- there was an episode that wasn't ever dubbed. Eventually, I would have tracked it down. So, and, and the entire last season, which was never dubbed back in the old days. Uh, in addition, in my heart of hearts, completely, the, the English dub is the real one. <laughs> so, listen, I know the Japanese one came first, and I know her name's Yusagi, but in my heart, she's going to be Serena forever. And so there's a very good chance I will call her Serena, and there's a very good chance I will call him Darian, uh, and whichever of the other names are different, uh, Molly rather than Na- uh, Naru and Melvin. That's the one that that's the one that always sticks with me is Molly and Melvin. Um, <laughs> like I, I have no problem calling her uh, Usagi. I have no problem with any of the other senshi. Uh, I actually when. I watched the first appearance of Sailor Jupiter just last week because it went up on Hulu. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember what Jupiter's name was in the dub uh, for a little bit. Oh. Uh, but like Naru, Molly, like she, she will always be Molly. She will always have that inexplicable Brooklyn accent. Yeah. And, and the accents is a big part of it. We actually – so, okay. So, uh, again, so today preparing for this, I watched the first episode of the show. And then I was like, I want to see what the difference was. So, I also watched the original dub of the first episode of the show. Uh, and then a little bit later, I was on Hulu and I saw the clip. They had some clips of the new dub that's going to be on the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, let me just watch a quick clip of that. 
I was going, oh, okay, Sailor Moon sounds different. I can cope. Sailor Mars sounds different. Yeah, that's fine. Sailor Mercury, a little different. And then all of a sudden, Luna talked and didn't have a British accent. And I was like, I'm out. That's preposterous. Luna has a British accent. That is a fact. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's she's a little kitty cat, Angela Lansbury. Yes, that is how it is. It's, it's not necessarily British, but it is like it is. It's Cabot Cove, at least. <laughs> I yeah. I I was just. She just sounds like a girl. Forget it. That's not it. That doesn't do it. And so I I was like, I'm just gonna watch the Japanese versions. I'm not gonna bother with the new dub. Anyway, so that's my story of Sailor Moon. Uh, I still absolutely adore it. Uh, every time I rewatch it, I actually like it more. I'm sure there will be episodes that I think are terrible, but overall, I just love it. How about you? Uh, pretty pretty similar. Um, I was into. I got into anime in the 90s when I was like, uh, you know, 13, 14. And for our younger listeners, anyone who might be listening to this who is under the age of, you know, 20 or, or 25, maybe, uh, there was a time in America where you just, you couldn't just go get anime. Yeah. Uh, especially, now I, I know you live in, in New York City now, but where are, are you from New York originally? No, I'm from Connecticut. So okay. if I had trekked into New York City, it might have been easier, but I never really did too much. Yeah. I'm from a town in South Carolina. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I grew up in I grew up in a, a relatively small city in Sumter, South Carolina, uh, and like you would go to Blockbuster, and if you were curious about anime, if you would like, you know, if someone had told you at school about anime, or even if you were just like watching Ronin Warriors every morning before school, which is something I've done, and I kind of want to go back to Ronin Warriors at some point, <laughs> uh, you would go to Blockbuster and you would get uh, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, Appleseed, uh, Akira, and Vampire Hunter D. And that's it. Those were your choices. Uh, so it was like you had to, you had to like hunt stuff down. Yeah. You oh, had yeah. to go to like uh, was, sketchy comic book stores. And it was expensive. It was super expensive. Like VHS tapes of anime were like ridiculous. Two episodes um, for like 30 bucks or something. Like ridiculous. Right. Because you know, and I remember I had. You first. Oh, I remember I had this magazine, and it was just like, you know, here's an introduction to anime, and it would just break down, like, 50 series uh, and have, like, short little introductions. Sailor Moon was on there. Uh, but it, like, I haven't seen, I have never seen 90% of them, because uh, I stopped looking, because anime is for <laughs> nerds, as I think we all know. But yeah, um, so it was kind of a big deal when anime started coming on TV at hours that were not, you know, Saturday morning on the sci-fi channel from six to seven. Oh yeah. I watched that. Uh, so I caught, I got into Sailor Moon uh, when it was on Cartoon Network. Cause it would, it was one of those things that would come on right after school. Like I would get home from high school and Sailor Moon would be on and I would watch it. Uh, obviously if, if, if people are familiar with me, like I am a dude who, who loves superheroes, you are as well. Mm -hmm. So I kind of naturally gravitated to Sailor Moon as a superhero story. Uh, and I really liked it. Like I, I kind of fell in love with the the series. Um, even when I, I, I went through this weird thing where I, I kind of rejected all anime and manga when I was in my like when I was twenty <laughs> because I, uh, I was reading Love Hina. Because again, you would read or watch whatever there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> and I remember when Love Hina so hit big. It was just all of a sudden it was everywhere. Yeah, like because that first wave of Tokyo Pop stuff that was like a revelation because you could go into bookstores and buy it. Mm -hmm. So I was get I was reading like Sorcerer Hunters. I, I actually never got into Dragon Ball, uh, weirdly enough. Uh, Me but I was reading Love Hina and I was like halfway through Volume Seven and I was like, oh wait, I hate this. I hate all of these people. <laughs> I hate this book. This is garbage. I hope ev I I hope everyone in this stupid apartment house dies. 
and I quit reading uh, manga, uh, and like I, I quit watching anime like almost entirely, uh, and I quit reading manga for like six years, um, wow. except for uh, Kenichi Sonata. Like I would read Gunsmith Cats whenever that would come out, um, which oh, again yeah. was was very sparing. The early stuff um, of that is so good. The later stuff, yeah. all right. I like it's problematic. Like we'll have to have an episode where we talk about other uh, anime <laughs> sure, and manga sure, sure. that we like. Sure. Like but special, but I always kind of, I always kind of had a nostalgia for Sailor Moon. I always kind of had a like for Sailor Moon. Like I, I remember my big, like one of my big single issue comics purchases with the only San Diego exclusive I ever bought from a store uh, was when Tokyo Pop was putting out Sailor Moon monthly. Like I got the first issue of that that had the the hot pink cover with the moon symbol on it. Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, it's like, and, and now you know now that it there's this Sailor Moon Renaissance going on and we can watch, you know, there's episodes going up on Hulu. There's episodes of new series. Uh, I, I, when I was at San Diego, I spent $200 getting all the SH figure arts. Uh, last October at a con, I bought all 14 volumes of the manga. Uh, so I'm like right back into it. Great. I even watched a couple episodes of the live action Sailor Moon, which is, that is something we should take a week and watch one of these days. Sure. Sure. I've seen bits of it. Uh, I've seen like an episode or two. Oh, Lu- Luna's nuts. a puppet. Yeah. A terrible puppet. It's amazing. It's my favorite thing. Uh, see, now that's now that's another thing. So Luna is actually my second favorite character in the show. I, I that's weird. I know that's super weird, and part of that is because I love cats, and so half the time it's just because of the like super cute cat things they'll have her do. But I also just think she's great. I just I, I love her. I know that's but is that is super weird, and I know that's that's. I mean, I also I'm like my favorite Star Wars character is C three PO, so that's I'm kind of weird. <laughs> I I feel like. Like as far as like favorite characters go, I feel like I feel like Usagi is the Snake Eyes of Sailor Moon. What, uh, I don't know what that means. Are you familiar with GI Joe? I know who Snake Eyes is, but I guess I don't understand what his relationship to fandom is in that respect. Then okay, well, if you like GI Joe, your favorite GI Joe is Snake Eyes. Oh, because he's the best one. I like he's like literally the best GI Joe. Like I, he's the one everybody likes. So when you ask somebody like, oh, who's your favorite GI Joe? What you really mean is who's your second favorite? No, and I feel like Usagi is like that. No, I not like- at all. I, it, I mean, it's funny that you feel that way, but I to, to me because I feel like everyone I know who likes Sailor Moon doesn't like her very much. I feel like she's well, the Buffy of Sailor Moon, where everybody goes, "Buffy's all right," but Xander, man, he's the or like Willow is amazing, but but yeah, you know, it's Buffy's show, so we tolerate her. Like that's how most people seem to feel about. Sailor Moon to me. Well, I remember back in those Wild West days of the the early internet, like when I first got the internet in like 96, 97, mm-hmm. uh, and you would like go look up Sailor Moon stuff and there would be like, you know, uh, there'd be like, like web rate, like the, the, the Usagi hate web rate or whatever. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, I, I didn't know if that was like a thing that persisted in Sailor Moon fandom. Cause like, look, I'm doing a podcast with you about Sailor Moon, this thing that I love. Mm-hmm. I have no connection to Sailor Moon fandom. There, like, there- I have. I mean, I don't, I don't, again, I don't, I, it's not like I go on anymore. I should say anymore. It's not like I go on websites for it anymore, but I just will talk to people about it. And in my experience, Sailor Mars is actually quite popular. And amongst the Sailor Mars crowd, they're all like, Sailor Moon sucks. She's whiny. She, you know, all the things Sailor Mars says about her, except without the like true love and friendship that is underneath it. <laughs> they just yeah, like, I, go, I hate her. Yeah. I think that's what's like, that's what's good about. Usagi is that she she's that weird she's that weird you know post Marvel comics superhero 
where she's like super relatable. Like she's not aspirational. Like you, you maybe want to be Sailor Mars because she's you know cool and has the high heels and <laughs> goes to the the private school Pass. and shoots fire out of her hands and has like legit superpowers beyond being a a Sailor Scout. But like you are Usagi, you know you you, you would be you would freak out too. Uh, there's a panel that I posted on Tumblr. And it's a panel from the first volume of the manga where uh, uh, Usagi's introducing herself. And she says that uh, her hobbies are sleeping, eating, and taking the easy way out. Yep, yep, yep. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I, that I identify with. So I just want to say one, one more quick thing. And then I think we should actually get to the episode because we're yeah, yes, we've been talking for a while. Um, but the quick thing, you, you mentioned uh, an anti-Usagi uh, hate ring. I definitely had a website back in the day, uh, back in high school. And... It was like a Angel Fire or GeoCities. Uh, no, my dad had a business where he had his own server, so I was on his server. Uh, so that was super oh. nice, and I made my own website. It was pretty awesome, and it was like all dedicated to like you know terrible poetry that I had done and like comics I had drawn and things that I loved. And among those things is Sailor Moon, and I have pages dedicated to every scout, and then a hate page for Reenie because man, did I hate Reenie. Which no, also that is that I think is common. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody hates She's reading. Horrible. I hope. All right. So let's move on to the actual. Did episode. you know that? Did oh. you know that I was in my twenties before I realized that uh, I might have been in my thirties before I realized that Rini was a shortened form of Serena. <laughs> yeah, it took me a little while to get that. Eventually, I did get, yeah. it. and I think I probably got it more from the fact that I figured out. Because that I found out the Japanese versions of the name first and went, why didn't they do? Oh, they did. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> except, like I had the same thought, but this was like two years ago. That's pretty funny. Um, so All this right, so episode. Let's talk, about, uh, let's talk about the crybaby, <laughs> Usagi's beautiful transformation. This is episode one of Sailor Moon. The, the, the Japanese episodes have such wonderful long titles that are ridiculous. Um, yeah, I yeah. love I love the titles that the Japanese TV shows have because I'm also really into to Super Sentai and Kamen Rider and all of those uh, have similar titles as opposed to the, the manga and Crystal where the first episode is just called uh, Usagi, Sailor Moon. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Very so, blunt. so you mentioned Crystal and so obviously part of it is that we did just watch this exact same story in Crystal. It's almost identical. Well, I have, uh, I, I wrote about this before. I have experienced this story in the past year four different ways. Uh, <laughs> if you want, like, if you want to count, like, translations in my lifetime, sure. there's been five. Right. Uh, the, the, because I have the, the Kodansha manga, the right. recently uh, reprinted manga. There's the 92 anime. There's mm -hmm. the first episode of Crystal. Mm -hmm. And it's also the, the pilot episode of the live action show, The Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon. Well, if you're counting translations, then you also have. The Japanese version of the original of the anime. Oh I, well, I haven't watched the I haven't watched the dub lately. I don't know if I ever. I'm sure I saw this one, you must but have. I don't count that because it was '97. All right, you know? it all was right. Several years ago. All right, I'll, I'll allow that. Um, but it, it remains pretty consistent uh, throughout. I will say though, of those four versions, I feel like unquestionably the best version is the '92 anime. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's really good. I have, you know, it, it is a great, fun origin story. Uh, it introduces you to her in a really fun, likable way, I think. I mean, I like her plenty. Uh, it gets you into her world uh, with just enough weird stuff going on in the background that it keeps you going along. And yeah, it, it, and then it delivers on some fun superhero action. I definitely have some nits to pick with it, but it's great overall. Yes. 
So uh, let's. Do you want to just go through a basic plot summary? Sure. Because the main plot remains consistent throughout the whole thing. Uh, you have uh, Usagi Tsukino, who is uh, running late for school mm-hmm. one morning. No toast in her mouth in this particular episode. I don't think. <laughs> I think I didn't see any toast. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to keep score. I want to keep track of how many episodes someone has toast in their mouth. I think uh, Usagi's dad has toast in his mouth in the second episode of okay. the series. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely um, no toast because she talks about skipping breakfast later in the episode. Right, she skips breakfast. See, it's <laughs> continuity. Yep. They, they pay attention. Yep. <laughs> uh, Usagi is going to school when she meets a, a cat. Being tortured uh, by Usagi neighborhood is children. often late for school. She, she meets a cat with a Band-Aid on its head, <laughs> which is weird. Yep. That is, it is never explained who put the Band-Aid on the cat. Oh, no, it is. That's, th- this is, is the first knit I pick with this episode. Okay, okay. <laughs> because I was like, I had to stop it and complain at my wife and she thought I was an idiot. Um, because she, the, the cat is being like assaulted by the neighborhood children. And, okay, technically we don't know if this is true, but Serena, uh, Serena, again, I call her Serena. Usagi goes, uh, oh, did they put a bandaid on your head? That's ridiculous. I'll take it off for you. And I'm sitting there going, okay, number one, who tortures a cat by putting band-aids on it? Like, is that a weird taunt that I don't understand culturally? I don't think so. Two, if somebody did put a band-aid on a cat, it's probably because the cat was hurt. <laughs> don't take the band-aid off. <laughs> Any cat would be like, yeah, take this bandaid off me. She should have taken it off. It's like, oh, there's a gaping wound now exposed to the air. Those people were probably sensible for putting a band. Anyway. All right. I'll stop. Yeah, but like we don't, but we don't actually see that. We like, well, we see uh, them like pitting her down and like wrestling her. When? Does that happen in this show? In the episode. Absolutely. Uh, and wow. I, apparently I just completely missed that. And she chases it's them not off. In the, it's not in the manga. No, it is not in the manga. And she chases them off. And then, just for added weirdness, because I did say I rewatched the American dub, in the American dub, one of the children says, I want to feel its tongue. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's weird. Yes. <laughs> and uh, wait, and so in addition, Luna has this oh, band-aid yeah, on her head. There, there they are. I'm yep. actually watching the episode right now. There are those tiny little kids. I don't think they're putting the band-aid on the cat, though. I think well, that just, is that is I, what she thinks. Yeah. And then Luna says later, when, so she takes the band-aid off, and then le- later Luna says, thank you for taking that band-aid off me. When there's a band-aid covering the moon on my head, I can't talk. Right. Uh, huh. There's a there's a lot that you kind of just have to go with. <laughs> I know uh, in uh, this first episode, and I roll with it, but that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> so what a uh, weakness! Nobody ever, it never comes up again. Somebody should later in a later episode be like, "We got to stop Luna from telling her good advice." Bandaid over. Her. Oh no, I can't talk. That'd be great. So so, uh, Usagi rescues the cat, goes to school. She uh, gets her test back. We find out that she is a very poor student. She has gotten 30% on an English test. And her uh, two friends console her. One who is her actual friend, Naru, who is like, hey, don't be sad. We should go shopping and check out some jewelry. And then, of course, uh, the American version's Melvin, also known as Umino, uh, comes in and goes, yeah, yeah, this was a hard test. I, I slacked off and got a 95. And you find out that he is the nerd loser who likes her right uh and uh naru's mother owns a jewelry store called osa p <laughs> does that mean anything Which, like did you know what that means i don't have a clue well it's naru's last name is osaka oh, okay there you go uh her name is naru osaka uh so i get i, I don't know where the p comes from <laughs> yeah, for pretty jewelry maybe at, sure. <laughs> That's as logical as uh, anything. They say that Sailor Moon R stands for romance, so why not? 
it's it's OSAP in in everything. That is that is consistent yeah. across all versions. It is jewelry OSAP in the in the manga. So uh, they go there. It turns out Naru's mother is uh, selling jewelry cheap. Uh, that is sucking people's energy up because Naru's mother is actually not Naru's mother. Mrs. Osaka has been replaced by a monster who has taken the form of her mother, who in the in the ninety two anime is terrifying because <laughs> she can turn her head around. <laughs> yeah, she like it is so scary. Uh, we also learned that uh, Usagi is a big fan of a superhero. Who exists in the universe of Sailor ah, Moon named Sailor V? Not quite. Not quite. You're actually, again, you're remembering the English dub. In this okay. episode, she becomes a fan of Sailor V. At the beginning of the show, she does not know who Sailor V is. Naru goes, they, I want to do the Brooklyn accent. They spotted Sailor V again. And, and, and Usagi goes, Oh, that's awesome. Who's Sailor V? And then she's like, Don't act excited if, you're, if you don't even know what I'm talking about. So she just hears about Sailor V for the first time. But by the end of the episode, she's a fan because she doesn't want to have to go to school. And she imagines that Sailor V doesn't have to go to school. Right. Which is which is not accurate. Sailor V <laughs> does, in fact, go to school. Uh, we will be getting to Sailor V quite a bit later. Uh, spoiler warning. Sailor V is actually Sailor Venus, <gasps> uh, who was the star of a, I guess you could call it like a prototype manga. Uh, yeah. Called Codename Sailor V because it came out a little bit before, but then the like as a one shot. But then the majority of it actually runs uh, alongside Sailor Moon. I think what I heard now, I, I I might I might be remembering it wrong, but I think what I heard a while ago when they talked when they re released everything was that Sailor V was what her, what she first put out. It was a giant success, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, you should do more Sailor V stuff!" Like, you want to do a show? You want to do this? And she was like, "Actually, if we're gonna do a big thing, I have a better idea. Let's expand it and do a big." thing and that's why that's why sailor moon the manga and the anime came out basically like concurrently like they were coming out right at the same pretty time. much at the same time yeah, yeah. um it's actually really interesting because if you go back and read uh kodansha also republished codename sailor v mm -hmm. and if you go back and read those early uh those early stories it really does feel like a prototype like uh minako is the same character that you would eventually get from uh yusagi Oh yeah, and she basically is in this show in the in the anime as well. Even when they bring her in, they're vi like the difference is like I, I don't know. They talk more about about Venus's hair being pretty. Like that's <laughs> like it. Well, I feel like the because the isn't the not to get we're getting way ahead of our yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But isn't isn't the kind of thing that uh that Venus is like uh uh is in the Silver Millennium in the the Moon Kingdom? Like Sailor Venus was Sailor Moon's like body double. Yep. Right, <laughs> yeah. So they look exactly alike, except that <laughs> Venus does not have the Odongos. Correct. Uh, she wears a big bow in her hair, and that is the only difference. Uh, anyway, so it turns out that Naru's mother is a monster uh, selling jewelry cheap to suck up energy from people for nefarious purposes, uh, which are specifically the nefarious purposes of Queen Beryl of the Dark Kingdom, uh, by way of which is of translated from Japanese, uh, the Japanese words "Dark Kingdom." Wait, <laughs> what? What did you just say? Yeah, that's what they, that's what they call it. Okay, the Dark Kingdom. <laughs> right. Well, yes. Yeah, so it's that uh, Queen Beryl is like the the queen, and then she has these princes who work for her, and we meet one of them whose name is uh, J uh, Jadeite. Yeah, there there are the four kings, kings. of the oh, Dark sorry. Kingdom. Are they kings? Uh, 
Oh, they refer to them. No, they refer to themselves as the Four Kings of Heaven. Uh, I don't know if that's just their <laughs> code name. Okay. What it is a weird like it's but it's a pretty badass title. Sure. I can say. Sure. Uh, the Four Kings of Heaven, who will form the antagonists for this uh, this first run of Sailor Moon, starting with Jadeite. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all wear these weird uniforms, mm-hmm. these weird vaguely militaryish uniforms. Yeah, I would yeah. Say. Kind of, yeah, kind of like 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 uh, almost uh, Empire from Star Wars uniforms. <laughs> Very strange. Yeah, kind of. Like like they're they're space Nazis twice removed. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Uh, so yeah, they are sucking up people's energy. Uh, the cat shows back up and starts talking uh, yeah. and tells Sailor Moon or tells Usagi that she is uh, supposed to be Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon thinks she's dreaming uh, <laughs> for the entire thing. It's a talking cat just showed her she was a superhero. So the cat and the cat tells her the secret code words to trans or she gives her a little locket, which Sailor Moon immediately becomes obsessed with how beautiful it makes her look. Uh, she tells her the secret code words to transform, and she transforms into Sailor Moon, and she freaks out about that. And then, another one of the things I'm not a fan of in this episode, uh, she uses a power that I don't think she ever uses ever again, uh, which is the I-can-hear-my-friend-is-in-trouble power <laughs> for no reason. Yeah, that never comes back. I'm pretty sure it does it, right? Weird. Yeah, so so she because she, Luna's trying to convince her it's real, and all of a sudden she hears Molly going... Again, Molly, uh, Naru going, oh, help, my mom's going to kill me. Serena, <laughs> help me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, and so then Sailor Moon does realize, oh, she's in trouble. I have to go help in some capacity, even though I, I don't. I've never done this before. She goes. She gets to the, 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 um, she gets to the, the jewelry store. She says, I'm the champion of love and justice, and I'm, in the name of the moon, I will punish you. And uh, the monster goes, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, all the, the 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 women who who have put on jewelry who have fallen because they've lost their energy in the store have fallen over in the store get up as like zombies and they all go to attack Sailor Moon and they do attack Sailor Moon and they cut Sailor Moon with a broken bottle and she's bleeding and she starts freaking out and she's like I'm bleeding this is awful and then all of a sudden a rose <laughs> flashes now, into the scene earlier in the episode something that we skipped over <laughs> yes was that uh. Usagi was hanging out outside uh, Jewelry Osapi when uh, she crumpled up her 30% test and threw it over her shoulder and bonked a dude in the head. Uh, that dude uh, pulls uh, pulls the paper up, opens it up, reveals that she made a 30%, insults her, and then walks away. <laughs> this is something that happens, again, this is fairly consistent across uh, all different adaptations of this. This is how she meets uh, Memoru Chiba. Uh, alias Darian Shields, yep. uh, alias Tuxedo Mask, alias Moonlight Knight, alias Prince Endymion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are destined lovers, which is weird. But uh, the thing that is different about the anime from uh, both Sailor Moon Crystal, which is a very faithful adaptation, and the original manga, is that in the manga, uh, Mamoru is walking around just straight in a tuxedo in the middle of the day. <laughs> For no reason. Uh, I yes. think he, I think in the live action version, I can't remember for sure. I think he is in the live action version as well. But in the live action version, there's like a fashion show going on. So it's kind <laughs> of like, that's kind of the, the background justification for it. Um, here he is wearing his default outfit, which yeah. uh, I love, which is a black turtleneck, a green jacket, and purple pleated pants. And cool guy shades. And cool guy shades. He's wearing the shades in the manga too. But yeah, in the manga, he is wearing just a straight up tuxedo with like a Dracula medal. 
on it, uh, which is like amazing. It's basically his tuxedo mask outfit, but without yeah, the it, hat. It's t- without the cape and the hat and the mask. Instead, yeah. he's wearing his cool guy shades. Uh, so the Rose appears, and it's tuxedo mask, who uh, does nothing. Well, listen, not only does he, <laughs> he do does nothing, nothing, the thing he says to her is 100% wrong, because literally what he says to her is... Uh, cry, I think crying will get you nowhere, or like crying will get you anything. To which her response is to cry harder and use her second superpower that I'm not a fan of, her super crying power. So it comes back in, in one more episode, I think. I don't know if it does in the old show. It definitely does in the newer ones, in the, in the, in the manga. But I don't remember. Well, we'll see. We'll find out. But um, I think it, I do. I do think it comes back once. But uh, I'm still not a fan. It's I read a. I read a commentary that someone wrote when that first episode of uh, of Crystal came out, and someone was talking about. I forget who it was, and I apologize. Uh, someone was talking about how when uh, she was younger, she really didn't like that. Like one of the reasons she didn't like um, Usagi was because you you watch this first episode, and Usagi's first the first triumph as a superhero comes from crying, um, and it, it's so like you know like stereotypical that she's she's she basically whines until she gets her way (laughs) if you want to look at it that way (laughs) but then like as the series goes on and that power goes away there's like a metaphorical development there where yusagi stops crying like she she's no longer like this is not something that is out of her depth any longer like she gets more confidence but that but Uh, that all would happen without her having a superpower because if she just cried here didn't stun all the bad guys and then we skip right ahead to luna going which is what happens next hey take off your tiara and say moon tiara action and then throw it and you will kill the bad guy she still would do it and she still would kill the bad guy you know what i mean it just would be i actually i actually like it though because in my mind we we never really get uh at least to my knowledge and i've I've recently watched the first what 24 26 episodes sure. that have gone up. We never really get an explanation of what the the Sailor Scout's powers are, what the Senshi's powers are. True, they just use um, they have their they have their special attacks. But you know, you you and I both come from American comics where you know, th- like we've got X-Men trading cards that list <laughs> sure. everyone's stats. We you know, we we know all about Gambit's psychic charm. We know all about how Superman has microscopic vision, telescopic vision, X-ray vision. <laughs> like he's got all of it. Like we 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 know that stuff because it's always enumerated in the, in the media. Right. We don't really know. Like we don't really get that. Like can you know? Can the Sailor Scouts like take a bullet? <laughs> like is that why? Yeah. Is that why Jadeite never just pulls out a gun? Why doesn't anybody <laughs> recognize them? Don't know. Yeah. Some sort of magic, so, presumably. Instead, the things they enumerate of, are their their star signs and their blood types. <laughs> Those exactly. we get really so, easily. So my kind of headcanon justification, like my fan theory justification, is that the scouts' powers are whatever their personality is. Everything about their personality just is amplified and turned into a superpower. Like Mars is really hot-headed, you know, <laughs> like very metaphorically hot-headed. She's a very fiery personality, so she shoots fire out of her hands. So they have Fantastic um, Four powers is what you're going Yeah. Personality uh, powers. Amy, Amy gets the, the goggles and the computer because she's very analytical. Nobody else gets a computer. And fog uh, and bubbles. You know, and, and bubbles. <laughs> she gets a very defensive power because, yes, you know, right. Amy's very shy. Uh, Jupiter just gets the power to wreck anybody in sight because Jupiter's the best. <laughs> that's, oh. that's my favorite scout. All right. So I feel like I feel like it's 
uh, Usagi's personality. Because in this first episode, we see, like, you know, we're introduced to Usagi as a crybaby. Yeah. Like, she's, like, the first thing she does is wake up and, like, start yelling about how she's late. She, like, pitches a fit. It's, it's, it's um, the, it's the Chekhov's gun of it all. I just, I want, I want it to come back. I, and I want it to be like, I want it to be like in the, in the, you know, later episode, she's like, I need to stun them. If only I could get myself to cry. And then she has to like think about things that make her whine. You know what I mean? I just don't like that. It's like, uh, it's day, it's too, it's too deus ex machina to me where it's like, well, you know what? It's early on. She doesn't know how to do anything. So the one thing she does works. And then it never oh, it's matters not great. again. And I feel like you do have to take a, a fan justification level sure. of it. Like you have to, like, I feel like it's one of those things that happens in the first, uh, in the first installment of the manga and then goes away yeah. because uh, Naoko Takeuchi realizes like, eh, that's not really great. <laughs> like that's not really working. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's more than like, yeah, tuxedo mask sucks. <laughs> tuxedo mask shows up and does not do anything and gives bad advice and leaves. Hey, in this one, he gives bad kind advice. Kind of makes right. him my favorite. Uh, and then, so like I said, like I said, Sailor Moon kills the bad guy with her tiara, with her tiara action, uh, very specifically. Moon tiara action, which um, is a really good uh, name for a, uh, it's one of my favorite names for an attack. It's a pretty good one. And uh, I like it. I, I would, I would rank it above Mars Fire Soul. Oh. Uh, I would, I would, I, but I don't think I would rank it above, uh, what's, what's Jupiter's, is it? Is it still Jupiter Thunder Crash? The, that's the, the thing the is, I, I so only know the English ones just so far. Uh, so to yeah. me, I, it's always Jupiter Thunder Crash and 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 Mercury Bubble Blast, which I'm sure is not what it's called in Japan. No, it's called it's called Mercury Heart Soul Fog Explosion. <laughs> no, it is not. No, that was a lie. Okay, that was a lie. Phew. I apologize. Oh, phew, phew. I'll find out soon. But okay, but I want to. I do want to point out. So she throws the tiara, <laughs> and I kind of love this. She kills the monster, and then in like traditional like. You know, we don't want evidence of bad monster type situations happening. The monster turns to dust and then the dust disappears like it's a video game. They go the extra mile to go. The monster turned to dust so nobody will know it's a monster. And the dust is gone so nobody knows or wonders why it's dirty. <laughs> I guess. That's very tidy. You can't just dirty up OSOP. <laughs> It's, yeah. a it's a class establishment. You have to wear a tuxedo even just to hang around outside. <laughs> Which, again, it, it totally works. Because the following morning, you, you get to the last scene of the episode. The following morning, uh, uh, Naru goes, I had a dream. I had, Serena, you know, I had a dream where <laughs> I had a dream where Sailor, this, this beautiful woman called Sailor Moon saved us all. And then the other girls go, I had that dream too. I had that dream too. None of them mentions, and I woke up in your <laughs> jewelry store this morning. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, that was weird. None of them talks about that. They, I guess they were too embarrassed. Uh. Yeah. Also, nobody goes goes. Hey, uh, it was a girl with a twelve foot blonde hair <laughs> done up in in odongos on top of her head, like you and no one else in this show no have your hair done on Earth. No, uh, I mean. That's and that's the thing. Yeah, they never talk about. At least if they do, I've forgotten. They don't really ever talk about why no one recognizes them. And I always just kind of assumed it's magic. They do magic to transform, and then it clouds the minds of, yeah, of mortal yeah. people. I don't know. It's, it, it's plot sensitive. <laughs> it's she's not even wearing I, uh, Superman glasses, so it's uh, there's and nothing. Again, I am not sure. Uh, it's funny because I just did a. One of the other podcasts that I'm on, we just talked about uh, He-Man and She-Ra, oh, yeah. and I was really frustrated because I don't understand why they have secret identities. 
like That's I don't a good like point. Skeletor Skeletor is already trying to kill the the king and queen of Eternia. He is not going to try to strike at He-Man <laughs> through his enemies uh, or through his relatives. So uh and I don't understand why the Senshi have secret identities either. Uh because like uh, other than to set up the creepy future plot of uh Naru slash Molly being in love with uh do you remember what name he goes by in the in the dub? It looks like Phil Thompson or oh, something. Uh, like, Dr. Maxfield Stanton. Maxfield Stanton. That's what it is. Oh, God, I love that. Dr. Maxfield Stanton. Like, that's the only reason they have secret identities is to set up this plot where Naru has to watch her no. creepy 40-year-old boyfriend die in front of her. No, no, but I see that now that's the thing. Your, 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 your He-Man point is great because you're right. He's already the Prince of Eternia. He's, a, he's already a target. Who cares? Also, it's, yeah, it's just silly. But in this world, she's just a normal girl. She's trying to have a real life. Uh, yeah. What, what real life is she going to have with her, with her destined moon lover? <laughs> well, eventually she's going to be the queen of everything. But like for now, she just has to keep going to school and she doesn't want anybody to attack her, her stupid brother Shingo or her mother and her father. I think she does want somebody to attack her brother. Well, Shingo, maybe, yeah. <laughs> also there's a great uh i think we skipped over but there is a great scene where uh uh mrs uh tsukino who d- do her parents ever get names i, I can't remember uh yusagi's mom mrs tsukino literally bodily throws her out of the house and says you don't deserve <laughs> to stay in this house yep. because of your 30 percent test grade uh and then her brother kicks her <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he kicks her. Yeah, so yeah. that's episode one of Sailor Moon. Everybody, yeah. yeah. And uh, okay, real brief. I'll I'll be really brief. Uh, but I did. So like I said, I, re- I rewatched the American dub. I was I was actually because I had only ever seen the American dub version before. I was pretty shocked at how much they changed things. Um, because what they basically did, they didn't like change the structure of the plot for the most part. But it's like any time that there was a scene of characters talking, they went, "What did the original say?" Oh, I forget. Eh, who cares? And they would just say whatever they wanted. Uh, so they would be like a scene where they're talking about like, I don't know, like how, how, uh, how well they did on the test or something. And they would just change it to something else like that's slightly more relevant. And they made a couple of specific changes, which I, I wanted to mention. One was when they're talking about uh, shopping and jewelry and how much they love jewelry, they change Serena so that she's not that excited about real jewelry. Everything she's excited about is cheap stuff. So she's like, oh, I want to get some pink, uh, barrettes for my hair. And, and Molly is like, well, my, my mom's runs a jewelry store. We could get like rubies and stuff. And, and then Serena's like, will they have rhinestones? Because I really love rhinestones, pink rhinestones specifically. And so they go to the store and she, and the, the, they're selling everything, at, like you said, at the store. And Serena's like, Hey, do you have any rhinestone jewelry? And she's like, forget that. Have a diamond. What a weird change. Are they trying to encourage? I guess they, again, they wanted to be like, well, kids shouldn't want expensive things. Let's get them to want rhinestones. I kind of feel like that's perfect for her character, though. Sure, sure. It was like, a blast. I feel like Yusagi is the kind of, like, the kind of weird, like, you know, superficial kid. Because she's, you know, she's 14. Mm-hmm. Who want something like she would want a giant like a bedazzled <laughs> rhinestone encrusted thing like the size of her fist yep like she she is a girl who gets this you know golden locket this like that's you know the size of her hand and puts it on her school uniform 
uh, right front and center so that everybody can see it. So I feel like that. I feel like that actually does work yeah. for uh, for Yusagi. The other change they did uh, to her character, which I felt like it was a similar kind of let's not let's make her just a tiny bit bit more of a better role model for for our children, was that the scene where she's talking about uh, Sailor V. And how she wants to be Sailor V. In the Japanese version, like I said, she's going, oh, it would be great to be Sailor V because she wouldn't have to go take stupid tests all the time and nobody would care if she passes tests. Uh, it would be better to be her. It would be fun to fight villains and stuff. In the American version, they, they don't have the stuff about, I don't want to go to school. They have her being disappointed in herself. They have her being like, I'm, I couldn't even pass a test and th- why couldn't I be more like Sailor V? Like who gets things done? You know what I mean. Who, has, yeah, which, who achieves things instead of me who fails tests? No, no kid thinks that. No, okay, no. no kid. No, well, no kid who's bringing home a thirty uh, and eating lunch out in the hallway because uh, she skipped breakfast. No kid is a. Uh, uh, so now uh, that is the first episode. Here's here's a segment that I want to do, Jordan. Okay. Uh, it's a little segment called Sailor Moon says. Oh, I've heard of it, and um, they did do that, of course, at the end of the American episode. Yeah the the Japanese episodes. Do not have PSAs, uh, which I think is a a crying shame. Like I feel like Hulu should have gone and put some in, <laughs> just made their own. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, what can we learn to be better people from the first episode of Sailor Moon from uh, uh, from Usagi's beautiful transformation? Well, I mean, we specifically did learn that crying does solve problems. Uh, but I'm sure that's that's, not that's what I think. I think uh, if you are confronted with a problem you can't solve, cry as loud as you can, <laughs> and that will solve it. Sailor Moon says. There you go. Sailor Moon says. All right, we nailed it for for this uh, first episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we do hope to. Well, we do hope, as as we said, to do every episode of the series, and we also hope to have guests talk with us uh, in the future. So we should say, you know, if you know us. Uh, and you're a Sailor Moon fan, reach out to us, probably through Twitter or our email, whichever you've got, and uh, we'll see what we can do. And if you have Skype abilities. Or if you're in okay. South Carolina. Oh, or if you're in South Carolina. Sure. I'll make some sausage dip. Uh, so what's the name of the second episode? What's the episode we, we're going to promise them for next time? Uh, next time we will be watching Sailor Moon episode two, which is called Punishment Awaits. The House of Fortune is the Monster Mansion. I do love the Japanese... Uh, tradition of next episode previews where the characters talk to each other. I love that. It's pretty great. It's fun. All right. So uh, we'll have a good time next episode, right, Chris? Uh, yes, I, I would say we will. Uh, so thank you for listening to the first episode of uh, Sailor Business. Thank you can you. find me on Twitter at the ISB. That's T-H-E-I-S-B as in Batman. Where can everybody find you, Jordan? I'm also on Twitter at Crackshot, but with a zero for an O. I'm glad I'm not the only one on this show with a dumb Twitter name. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. Matt. <laughs> um, until next time. Keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.